A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, isn't it, Michael Normanson? Yeah, still is. Amazingly. But persevering. <laughs> tolerating we you. keep tolerating this, uh, this delivery. But yeah, if you, want, if you want some discounts on your legal services. How much discount? Probate, How much? Uh, 10%. Yep. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball it's written on their advert which is useful for me um, you could almost use it like a script couldn't you that mm, well I have Will's Pretty says Will's Probate Conveyancing and, and more legal services if only you could read <laughs> <laughs> let's not um, push him too hard yet Rob mm, they've got a number a phone number on there so we've never done a phone number have we no don't confuse me people don't ring, use the phone anymore that's true imagine, imagine having to speak to someone oh awful do you actually take any phone calls now um, no what I do is I, I ignore the call and I google the number afterwards yeah same <laughs> Yeah. I did answer one the other day because it came from what appeared to be a, a normal mobile number and I, you know, I was expecting a call about something so I thought oh, I meant my cow was in the garage or something so I answered it and it was someone claiming to be from O2 offering me a 40% discount for being a good customer and they just wanted some login details and stuff and they could mm-hmm. process it that like your mum that like you made a name and mum made kept, a name I kept it on for ages just talking to them yeah oh good lad just, went, just went round in circles then at one point they pretended to put their manager on the phone who I'm pretty sure was the same person yeah <laughs> with a different voice <laughs> a slightly different voice <laughs> excellent levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball for your 10% discount on legal services including Will's probate conveyancing stuff for your business stuff for you personally as well check that out and into the show then Dan Michael and Rob for the weekly update we're, we're in a, an international week so it's a little bit quieter thankfully window is closed have you experienced it all then since the window is closed it's been nice I've been sleeping properly again it's just nothing happening is there I think that's the weird thing it's nice though on deadline day I was sort of trying my best to ignore it and then obviously all the Sinistera stuff was kicking off and when I just wanted to go to sleep I was just mm. sat on my bed refreshing Twitter and you think <laughs> what am I doing with my life really yeah, I think I still I mean, just... Rob, look at us here talking well, about, you know, yeah. several days later. I try not to ask myself what am I yeah. doing in my life because it's just a can of worms. <laughs> what decision did I make to be in this room? I think was just still going on Twitter though and refreshing. I, like, I expect stuff to happen. There's nothing happening, is no. there? No. Nothing no. at all. No. The only thing that seems to have happened today is Jamie Shackleton and Georgina Ruter have gone to a farm. Ah, uh, yeah, so it's... Done this is, and done some archery. This is the Leeds Children's Charity at Lineham Farm, I'm going to say, Lineham. And they have gone and done some promo video stuff there. And it looks like Georgina... Maybe this is what Georgina Ruta just needed all the time. Just to go do some archery. See some meerkats, that kind of thing. I think at one point you can hear Jamie Shackleton going, he's loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does strike it. Even the way he runs is like a big kid. Yeah. Isn't it, Georgina? And Jamie Shackleton still looks like a child as well. Yeah. Despite being... What, he's like About 22, 23 30, or something. Old. 37, Michael. Yeah. I think he'll, he will be fresh-faced forever, will, will Jamie Shack. Like he'll Chris be. Fairclough. Yes. Yeah, you'll be in his 40s and you'll be going, why does he not look any different? 
I always like how they put Jamie Shackleton up for the LUTV interviews after the game because he's a bit like Bradley Welch's character in Mike Bassett where they're interviewing (laughs) going, oh, it's a bit of a disappointing result today, isn't it? Jamie's like, yeah, disappointing, very disappointing, you know, should have won. Oh, good performance though, wasn't it? Yeah, really good performance. So yeah, (laughs) lots to build on. We now officially hate Lewis and Estera. Were were there any animals at Lenham Farm? Did they have uh, any rats? Yeah, hey. The rats are everywhere. Right. That's just true, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, they're, they're all over the place. You, you, you're the one who made the bold declaration. Explain yourself, boy. Do you never more than, I don't know, eight centimetres from one or something? <laughs> <laughs> and that, for the benefit of anybody just listening, was me pointing at Michael and myself. It's on it's on YouTube, is this, if you want to see my finger pointing at Michael there. Mm. Okay. Indeed, yeah. Uh, Sinistera, that all um, left a bit of a sour taste in the mouth in the end, didn't it? It was always a bit weird, this. Like, obviously, I mean... If he's threatening legal action against the club, then yeah, just let him go. It's the whole thing Fark has been saying where if they don't want to be here, can you just piss off? Like the whole thing of him not being training with the first team, supposedly having this offer from Nice, which he thought activated the release clause and the whole Fark was talking about, you know, there's, I really enjoy the quote from Fark looking back where he's like, yeah, there's some confusion over the release clause and his contract situation. That's all sorted now. He's 100% ready to go. I think he meant 100% ready to go for Leeds and not to Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does feel a bit like there was some dispute over his contracts and then it was all sorted and Leeds have gone, yes, you were right. <laughs> the more that time passes, are you all for this kind of scorched earth policy of just get them all out? If they don't want to be, get rid. There's not much point keeping someone is the ruse who desperately wants out. I mean, I suppose, Like Willie Nonto, for like, example. I was going to say, I suppose Nonto <laughs> is... Mm. We can forgive Willie for being a young, young naive lad and taking some bad advice. Louis Sinistera though, a few years older, dreadful. And also look at his agent. So that was the other thing. But yeah, I, I really wanted to keep Sinistera because I think he probably is our best player, technically speaking. And he probably is the best player in the championship. So that would have been nice to have. But equally, he's in a position where we are well stocked anyway. We have kind of built in a replacement, even though it's not completely like for like and getting Jaden Anthony coming the other way. And I'm just glad to see the back of the transfer window and the speculation mm-hmm. of it all. And I suppose him and him and Nonto, I, I expected to leave it a few weeks ago. To have, so to have kept one of them is sort of a bonus. I would like to know when this threat of legal action happened. Was that around the time he was not training with the first team and he had this offer from Nice? Or was it deadline day? Because I just find it strange that he did come back into training and did play and did score and seemed to be at least willing mm-hmm. to play. Like, I'd I, like I say, like, if he's that desperate to go play for Bournemouth, Christ, just let him go play for Bournemouth. But I just find it all oddly handled, really. Mm. But but yeah, like you say, like I think going into the summer, I probably thought Harrison, Sinistera, Somerville, Nonto, we would probably lose two of them. But I think I'd have liked to have kept one of Harrison or Sinistera just because Sinistera's not that much older, but they, they do feel like the more established senior options, I guess. I'm looking forward to seeing Jaden Anthony. From the reports, he's, he was keen to come when he was offered the chance. And obviously the club is always going to say, oh, he was dead keen. keen as he was to keen come to come. And we were desperate to have him. We've, but, been saying, we've been saying for months. But um, Iriola has talked to him up and said, you know, it was a chance for him. You know, I spoke, I spoke to him, he had the chance to stay, had the chance to go. So he thought he'd better go play, which I think is, you know, fair enough. He wants to come and get some, um, some minutes. He's been in this division before. Classic Bournemouth player as well. Mm. Two first names, like a lot of them. You kind of go, oh yeah, it's, it's Dave Stevens or... I've got on the member show, I've got a Bournemouth two first names quiz for you. Oh, really? Identifying who 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 is a Bournemouth player or not. Oh, real or not real. Real or not real. So that's something to look forward to. 
But um, no, he's, he's done it at this level before and uh, you might get more games out of him than Sinistera because let's face it now, because we're all essentially giant children as we were just discussing with the trip to the farm but for Jorginho, we want him to get injured now. Yeah, and be unhappy generally. Yeah. I wish, I, wish Ill, I wish ill upon him and his agent yeah. for the rest <laughs> right. of the season. Yeah. And then when he comes he back, piles or something. when he comes back in the summer, can be uninjured for a bit then. What do we do with him? Ugh. It's kind of the problem with all the lone players going out, isn't it? That technically they are kind of due back at Thorpe Arch on the whatever date it is next year and it's going to be like, oh, okay. Where are you all going now? Because we can't, well, some of them we can't accommodate because they're terrible footballers like Rasmus Christensen. Others like Sinistera who've made a massive show of leaving. If he comes back, he's like, it's all right. You're in the pr-. If we went up and he came back, he was like, good news, you're in the Premier League. I can come back. And you're throwing a bit like, oh, can no. you? Well, welcome back. Thanks, 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 Louise. Thanks for your part. Oh, I suppose he has contributed this season. Mm. It's, I was writing like a bit of a loan watch for the Daily Email the other day and I, I was just finding it hilarious how badly most of them are doing. But then mm. you do have to think, oh God, no one's going to buy him now. Yeah, we, we, we're going to get a lot of dead wood back in a year. Absolutely like Helder Costa here, aren't we? Who is still at least. Well, the Saudi window's still open, isn't it? So I imagine George Mendes will sort something out for him. God, still in 11, isn't he, really? Is he in his final year now? This is the final year of his contract, is it? It is, yes. And you kind of forgotten about him because he was he was quite useful when we were in the championship last time. I know he didn't pull up any, up any trees, but... He didn't really live up to expectations, did he? But, I mean, he was fine. He was fine. fine, yeah. He was fine. And he was fine in the Premier League for a bit. And then Rafinha came and everyone was like, oh, yeah. We'll yeah, have that instead. But it does go back to what Rob said, that Farker only wants people who are going to actively contribute, not passengers. And by the sounds of it, he's got no interest in being here. So fine. Drame going out on loan as well to Birmingham, out of contract at the end of the season. We'll be due some compensation there. Feels like it's just never worked and there's just not a willingness on anyone's part to try and make him stay at Leeds. You know, when the shakedown came, because people were saying, maybe this is his season. I was all for giving him a chance, I have to say, this season, because he's, he's had his years in the championship doing well for other teams. Ailing is clearly on his way out. And I was like, okay, yeah, give him a run. But then the bit you saw, well, the bit you always saw, Mm. Was never any good, was it? For right from when he was he was coming on against. Did he start a game against Arsenal? I've got a feeling yeah. when we had that injury yeah, yeah. crisis, kind of got torn apart by Martinelli in that one. I mean, didn't even get torn apart by anyone at Ipswich. Just it was the act of receiving a Imploded. football, <laughs> his feet just like seemed to panic him into not controlling it, miss it in a pass. It was just all over the place. He's, so. He has got the hardest working agent in football, though. I was going to say, because I think maybe if you've been kind to drama, he was maybe a little bit unlucky getting injured in pre-season. I think that he started against Scum, so he, mm. like, he might have had a run of games to actually impress and kind of settle. But then I just run out of sympathy for him when his agent has been hawking around for two years saying, oh, Dortmund want him, Newcastle want him, and then he joins like Cardiff and Luton. And then I think, well, if you are this good... You need to kind of show it for Leeds. It's mm. the same thing about like, you know, Mark Rocker sort of being adequate at Real Betis. People are like, oh, it's proven us wrong. You were shit for us. So it's not really proven us wrong, is it? If you're terrible no. for Leeds yeah. and then good elsewhere. It's I like, mean, the Premier League is completely unforgiving, isn't it? And he was, he looked not, he didn't, I'm saying not, didn't look completely off the pace in the Premier League. That's not fair. He, he was perfectly serviceable for us. But in terms of physicality and his ability to move and speed and stuff like that, like we, the number of times when he was doing that sort of pirouette in possession, you go, <gasps> you know, the, the sharp intake of breath. As well, the stuff we've heard from the Beatus, I'll go, I'll stick with Moscow's pronunciation, yeah, yeah. from their side of it Real as well. Betis, yeah. Basically saying that he was on the phone begging to go there mm-hmm, as well and yeah. desperately trying to get out of Leeds. And wants, with to that, back, wants to go back to Spain. With yeah. that, I almost was like, at what point was he doing this? Was this kind of April he was on the phone to you begging to go or was it just after we'd gone down? Because you do get the feeling he was one of the, he was one of the ones who was 
knew he was leaving. Like the the second we went down, he like was like most of them. Well, yeah, but he he had a move lined up pretty quickly, didn't he? I think the Betis link had been there before the end of the season, mm. and given yeah, their sporting directors come out saying he was phoning us every day. It's like, Jesus, yeah, Christ. I know it's a very simplistic conclusion to draw, isn't it? When you think that these players didn't give a shit because they knew they could all get out, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Is it like if if you were in a job and you knew that if relegation was a thing in your job, like your company was going to go down a level within its own industry, and you knew you had a way out of it. It's like wow, I don't care that much. I mean, it's still only it's a job to me anyway because I'm a footballer. You know, mm. I'm not I'm not a fan. There is a separation there. We have to accept that. But then to have no real consequence of going down because well, I'm not going to stay there because there's going to be a big wage uh, a big wage cut. So I'll just go somewhere else because I can. It's dead easy. Mm. And it's not like if it was to happen in a normal job where you'd have to leave your hometown or wherever you settled because they're not settled anywhere for the most part. They're just like only just arrived. I've got to Berlin now. Fine. Contrast with Rafinha though, who absolutely. Gave it everything until the end. Walked on his knees. Yeah, but I mean, like that's the difference, isn't it, between the players who truly want to win who are brilliant and the ones who are just in it for, well, for whatever reason they're in it. I suppose it's a general. It was the general vibe of the club, though, wasn't it? At the end of last year, it felt like the end of a. Too many of those personalities felt like they took over. I think it felt like the end of a thing, didn't it? It was just inevitably draining, going down the drain. As Sam Allardyce comes in, and you're just thinking, yeah, this is not. This is not happening. We re- <laughs> we really played the hits of a relegation season. We, really, we absolutely did. Absolute rubbish first plan than just going for anything that's about and a lot of players that have a crap or just looking elsewhere. Just returning to other stuff in the market then, Darko JB nearly left on a permanent and a loan, but in the end didn't. Valenciennes, as mm. Moscow may or may not say, offered five million quid for him. A second bid that came in late in the day. Didn't fancy it in the end. Um, in football, weird. We seem to have overpaid for him. And then we got an offer that was more than we paid for him. But, like, he's ostensibly not a bad footballer if you've seen him in the 21s, but he, again, he's just never shown it in the, the first team, whether that's an age thing or an experience thing, whatever it might be. He needs to kind of go and play his football somewhere, doesn't he? But, yeah. I think alone would have done him really good. I mean, he was he was meant to be off to Fleetwood, wasn't he, early in the day? Mm. But then there was this permanent bidding for him and then that collapsed and then it was, was it? Swansea, Swansea yeah. But then that's weird that it was like a league one club on loan. And then, oh no, there's a championship side here. But yeah, he's one where, I've said it a few times now, but you look at players like when Somerville played for the 21s and Joffe and Sam Greenwood and even Drama to an extent they really like dominated those games and were just involved in everything like to use Hecky's phrase wit ball and without ball but then you look at the impacts they've made on the first team and it's still kind of limited some better than others whereas JB is always even in the 21s when he's played well he's always looked like incredibly relaxed on the ball and you think you need to iron that out at a first team level somewhere ideally not at Leeds because you're going to get caught on it and you even saw in the First game of pre-season against Scum, we kicked the game off, it got passed back to JB and he just took forever on the ball, got robbed and then we gave away a free kick in a dangerous area and it's like, you need to go somewhere and learn not mm. to do that basically and it seems like he's not going to do that for another six months basically. He needs, a, he needs a grizzled championship bastard alongside mm. him shouting. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm going to suggest. Uh, yeah, do you know where Valenciennes is? France. It is in France. Yeah. Do you know whereabouts in France? Because your brain automatically thinks that must be the south of France because it's like Valencia. Which I'm going to say it's in the north of France. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Valencia obviously is I was going to say is north in, of France. Is in Spain. But it makes you think of sunshine and the coast and Pablo and things like that. It's not yet. It's, it's right in, in the northern part of France close to the Belgian border. Not, Just like I said. Not far from Lille. Yeah, so it's not too far. Owned by um, Southampton, aren't they? Yeah, it's not, actually, on map. It's not actually much further south than Southampton when you look on a map. So that's all I know about Valenciennes because I've obviously just been on their Wikipedia page. Yeah, but the five million, when I saw that, I thought, do you know what? Just take it. 
Not that there's anything wrong with him or he, he won't become a good rate him, though. Or they're just assuming that at some point he'll play in a cup game and Chelsea will come in and offer like 48 million for him or something. But it seems like an all right offer, particularly given we brought in Gruev and, and Kamara. So, eh, I don't know. We'll see. We've got we've got an abundance of midfielders now. <laughs> it's we? weird, isn't it? And yeah. not one of them's Adam Forshaw. How do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about him, Michael? A good. Do you, like want more mid, do you want more midfielders? I want left backs and strikers still. Yeah, number 10s. Are you thinking oh, actual striker or what? I want big, a big, more big bastards up front. Right. That's what I'm after. Matt Smith. Okay. Maybe not Matt Smith. But yeah, the five million quid, there's a part you just go, yes, take it and we've got our money back then. Probably I mean, helps I mean, if helps the five million quid was coming to us, I'd have taken it. Us personally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, split it three ways or four? Yeah. Something like that. Let cut Moscow in a bit. Yeah. Give him a couple of grand. <laughs> Sorry, you weren't in the room when the offer came <laughs> exactly, in. So exactly. What can we say? Some things that didn't quite happen that were rumoured. Yeah, Gelhart nearly went out on loan, but didn't because it came down. I to completely it. missed this. To be honest, was this a deadline day thing? It was just rumoured. I think yes, he was not really getting in the team, and I think it, there, was, there was just talk of him going somewhere. I, don't, I didn't. I don't think I actually saw a particularly strong link to anywhere. It was just it seemed to be being reported as Joe Gelhart still could go on loan somewhere, and Leo Hielder, I think, was another one that could still leave on loan. Mm. He didn't, did he? No, no. He he was a weird one because he's been linked all summer with Salernitana in mm. Italy and they played in Serie A and there was talk of a loan or a permanent transfer and that was literally all summer. Like mm. every week there was an, a new link with that but that never happened either. I think I said some weeks ago actually, feels like a big season for Galhart. Is this the one where he needs to start cutting through a little bit, find his place again because he's kind of drifted a bit. I hope that Farker just coaches him basically. I think he's really missed that since Bielsa and I just think having a sensible coach who might try and get the best out of him and not have that much pressure on him either because I think last season because he'd basically kept us up with Rafinha the previous mm. year it was like right come on now he's going to be amazing and Kinnear right in his programme now he's the best young striker in England and everything and it all kind of went wrong for him and the Sunderland thing wasn't as expected with the injury to Ross Stewart but now just him being a squad player and having a good coach and playing with good players around him I hope will get the best out of him because he's still the player there isn't there mm. you'd hope I, like, a lot of people are writing him off but He's still the same guy that everyone absolutely loved to start mm. with. He's just kind of lost his rhythm a little bit. And Paint Silver went in for and obviously came close to. He didn't end up anywhere, did he? There was a, there was talk of him going to Southampton. Well, he initially rejected Southampton because he apparently wanted to come to Leeds, and then Southampton went back for him, back in for him because the Leeds thing didn't move on. And strange one, strange one. Yeah, it felt weird because it was almost done, but then there was some terms between him and Genk, which I don't know. In a, in a transfer that's worth. But it's going to be a £10 million fee plus then his wages, presumably, for four years. In a commitment of that size, you think it seems a weird little thing for it to stick on? We'll see. But just think of all the fun we could have had with your boa clips because he's Ghanaian. If mm-hmm. he'd have come in, we could have gone into proper full reminisce mode, wouldn't we? And Tanaka as well. Could have Jap- gone into full reminisce mode with um, Idiguchi, <laughs> couldn't yeah. we? Oh. Japanese midfielder. Bless him. Yeah. What, was, what was his best moment at Leeds? Idiguchi. Is it when he looked sad at Geisley just sat on the bench and not coming down, I think. Yeah, oh. bless him. What, what was it that Bielsa said about Idiguchi? I have a lot of respect for the Japanese. <laughs> something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, the question was very directly, is he part of your plans? No, was the short <laughs> answer. 21's in form. McGurk doing bits as well. Joffy's mate. Two penalties he scored to get the win. Who was it we were playing? Stoke. I mean, you say in form, we did lose 5-2 in the previous game. <laughs> yeah, but so. If you ignore that. That was to West Ham though, right? Yes. And they've just got a load of big lads. I think we struggled against them <laughs> last season because they were just all massive and just bullied all our players. Did you ever do so that? Not school, like when you played school football, you'd play against, I don't know, a rough school from across town or whatever and there was some 
six foot giant with a moustache and loads of pubes who they know <laughs> I didn't always check the pubes of, no. of, of the opposition but good to know that you did it's different uh, in Bradford isn't it yeah well, we only had one shower so you know you had to just all just run through in a line we're doing alright anyway in that league we're seventh it's that weird league setup though this year isn't it oh. where it's all yeah beat scum in the first game I think it's a bizarre 26 team league which is just really weird to see <laughs> the, on the Swiss model it's just really weird to see on, laid out as a league table though. and I think a lot of that team has been like under 18s from the mm. previous season because either the 21s are in our side or they've all gone now basically. well I was just about to say that Rob actually we now have to bring through a new generation of 21s don't we I suppose to some extent because like I said the ones who kind of qualify for it are all on the fringes of the first team. Apart from Sean McGurk. I was going to say, McGurk's an interesting one because he's been around a few years now and he's always kind of done all right. Mm. And I think it was last summer there was talk of a loan to a championship club. You know, we need a number 10. This get, is his big season. Get little, get little Sean McGurk in there. He's the, he's probably the closest we can get to a striking replica. <laughs> can we age him? Yeah, congrats to the women who as well that were on a three for three streak, I think as the, uh, as the kids would say, but have been deserted. Is that the right word? Abandoned by Rick Passmore who's mm. the manager who's gone to the Women's Super League gone to West Ham not uh, as man he's gone as assistant hasn't he yeah Flora has blogged about all this but yeah they played last night again and beat York 3-1 at York Jess Russo scored twice the first goal is good she sort of JJ Okochi's the goalkeeper with a couple of drag backs and the goalkeeper just looks like she doesn't know what's going on yeah and if you've been following this like the, the league that they're in is it still 12 teams in there but we are second on goal difference to bloody Barnsley but only one team goes up on the out of that division. So mm-hmm. it's a tough one to get out of, but hopefully they'll do it this season. That will be good. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the court is now in session. Down here with Michael and Rob for the square ball jury, our, our courtroom. Why are you looking at me like that? Just because of what's happened. Because of, <laughs> of, of what I'm wearing. You can see this on YouTube, by the way, if you want to see the video version. We should say the, the TSB jury is assembled on behalf of, enabled by Levi Solicitors. Yeah. 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Will's probate conveyance and dispute resolution. We'll be doing some dispute resolution right now, won't we? I suppose so, yeah. If you are on the video version... 
the reason why the lads are chucking me the side eye is because I have an outfit now. I believe you've you've concocted a story about how someone sent it in when actually you've commissioned it and had it and paid a lot of money for it. I went so far as to print off a letter that was enclosed with this. Hi lads, please find enclosed the closest thing to a judge's robe I could make in the short space of time I've had. Which is really good. If you're on the audio version, it is quite a heavy black cloth on a very warm day, I should say. So in many ways I'm a hero for wearing this. You're like a boxer in a sweatsuit, aren't you? <laughs> that is more than you realise, Rob. <laughs> yeah, and we, we have some white things that are coming down the front. I can't decide if I look like some sort of either maybe a cult leader or a religious leader, judge kind of thing. It could probably be adapted to be a nun outfit. Yeah, if I tried. So, brilliant. But yeah, thank you. This is custom made. It's a one-off. You're not going to be able to buy this in the shops anywhere. It's a very good, very good effort, I have to say. There's, yeah. there's a good level of skill going into that. Gillian has also included a black cap. So, if you're familiar with the law in England, they used to, when they were sentencing someone to death, they used to put a black cloth on the head, didn't they, the judges? Mm. So Gillian has said, and I think maybe it's just a bit of spare material that she stitched the edges, I don't know, but I've also included a black cap just in case you feel the need to sentence someone to death. Make sure you wear it the correct way. Now, I don't know if it's like that, if it's pointy corners or whether you've got to wear it square on your head or whatever, if, there's, if there are rules. I was just saying, do we really want to be... I mean, capital punishment was abolished in this country many years ago, maybe mm. 70 years ago. Do we want to, even for the villains, do we want to push it that far? I don't know. It's probably not the week to ask. Sometimes the villain's just a referee who's not given us a penalty, but yeah. when the crimes are as serious as um, Lewis Sinister is this week. Yeah. And Gillian says, even though we've taken the piss out of Danfrey's gavel, which I have here, I just thought I could make this for you as a bit of fun, as we do appreciate what you do at the square ball. Keep up the good work, Gillian. That's Sir Gillian, a.k.a. the shirt vandal, who, if you are a member, you might have heard on the extra ball in the past, Gillian used to manufacture football shirts. And as part of her remit, she used to um, make Man United shirts. She used to write stuff inside the collar. Used to write the scum inside the collar, then fold it over and stitch it. Yeah, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Gillian. I love my new outfit. I will wear it. I will look after this and I'll treat it um, with the pride it deserves. I will work out what to do with the cloth and the whole death sentencing thing. Mm. Feels a bit extreme (laughs) for for what is essentially a cobbled together feature on a podcast, but we'll roll with it. So the TSB jury, I need to say, by the way, thank you to Tom. So Tom is an actual, I believe they call them lawyers, and has sent through a legal document. Now, we won't get into that today. We've dealt with the robes today. I need to actually go away and read it because it's 13 or 14 pages long. <laughs> and it will explain the procedures and the the way that the, the, this court will operate. And it, it has got a, a crown symbol on it, you know, like so it looks dead official on the document. And it's titled The Square Ball Court Military Junta Act 2023. Trust the lawyers to turn a fun feature into an administrative nightmare. Yeah. With a 14-page document. So we've know. got summary of the act, an introductory note, the act itself, unabridged, explanatory notes, the gavel, section three expanded, the role of Lord Normanton. Oh, oh I don't mind this document now. <laughs> Here we go. And then, some, and then some Latin terms in the act. So the, we will be giving titles out. Maybe you get an outfit, a wig. You've got a wig. You've got, got, a, dead, got, you've got, got a, a dead man's wig. Anyway, there's quite a lot for this week. So um, thank you, Gillian, for the outfit. Tom, I do need to go away and read this properly and find out what it's all about exactly and we can introduce some procedural rules into this next week. In the meantime, we need to award a Villain of the Week, a Ken Bates Villain of the Week. We can assign some petty grievances, take some cheap shots. We have had a suggestion for how we enhance this feature. Salvage. Enhance this feature. Make sense of it. (laughs) It, This in no way cobbled together lazy podcast feature. Who sent this in? This was Andy Whiting, I believe who suggested ways we can enhance what is already a fantastic podcast feature and make it even better by allowing you each to step up to the hockey, the legal hockey. And I'm so warm in this outfit. I really am boiling. 
and nominate who you think should be the Ken Bates Villain of the Week award and we can take some cheap shots, assign some better grievances as we go. So who's stepping up to the hockey first? Shall I step up first? You, you go. You throw first. <laughs> Don't forget, you're in a position, if he's going first, you can like object. Objection. And I'll sustained or overruled. And I probably won't. I feel like there's no objections today, is there? No. I'm going to throw a dart at Louis Sinistera. Mainly, actually, for sucking all the fun out of Saturday. So I think we're all looking forward to going mm. to the game on Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday. Put a load of goals, pass a load of useless idiots. And then we'd all spend our Friday nights scrolling through Twitter, checking what was going on and realising, oh, how a good player's just buggered off to Bournemouth because he's pathetic. He's a liar, basically. But he'd risen hope through the day by stopping his car outside Thorpe Arch and telling fans, waiting for autographs and whatnot, that he was going to stay at Leeds, which he didn't. Nope. And I, I suspect then, even then, he probably knew he didn't want to, whether or not he knew he could get away or not. Marco puts it nicely where he nominates Lewis the Rat Sinistera. Congratulations, you now play in front of 11,000 middle-class inbreds. Cheap Enjoy. shot. Cheap shot there. Very good. That's the thing with Bournemouth, isn't it? It's just so disappointing. It's a symbol of what the Premier League is, isn't it? And yeah. the, the money and the status that the Premier League holds. And it's it's largely, in the eyes of these players, irrelevant as to which club they go to. Selling Rafinha and Phillips to Barcelona and Man City, you kind of went, all right, fine. You can go there. But to be so desperate to go to Bournemouth. Do you, do you remember last, was it last year when we spoke to Kinnear and he said, we don't sell players to Burnley anymore? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, we don't. So on to Bournemouth. So on to Bournemouth. Similar thing though, yeah. It's like when Chris Wood was desperate to go to Burnley. And you mm. went, oh, come on. Is that how it is now? You don't really want to go I mean, to Burnley. That's the thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sinistera doesn't really know where Bournemouth is or mm. who they are. Like He'd have probably got the kit and was like, oh, right, red and black, okay. Cool. Didn't he call them the Chers or something oh, really? in, a, in, a, in a post? I think he, he messed something up. I think that's the first time I've ever heard him speak. I was starting to wonder if he was maybe a cyborg. Do you know, I, think, I think I've still not heard him speak. No. A cyborg wouldn't break that much, would it? That's be true. a really naff one anyway. Although some like really high-tech, you know, Cutting edge high tech stuff can be really fragile, can it? it can not, you like know. that clip of that robot playing football and it just falls over. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about the other day, have you seen Real Madrid's new pitch? Yeah, it just mm. like kind of it segments off, doesn't it, and goes under. Yeah. And, yeah. I just watched the video because the they've done a CGI of it of how it was going to work, but there's now an actual video of it because the stadium's done. And I've just watched it and I'm like, that's going to be expensive when it breaks. I just watched it and just thought, <laughs> you'd be down there with a the wrench and a spanner, wouldn't you? I just, there's so many bits that move there. Yeah, that's yeah. going to fuck up at some point. I just watched it and just thought, what's the point in this? <laughs> just cover it if you're holding a console or something like that. So you can look after the grass under the ground, isn't it? Yeah, it all goes into like a weird... It's like a deep trench on one side, isn't it? So it stacks up in five or six segments. And um, it's all underground lights and stuff. I just thought, what a waste of resources. Like a hydroponics farm, basically. Mm. They've got a lad down there to mind it. <laughs> is what I've, what I've heard is that right mm. so no objections to, to Sinistera Michael would you like to step up to the legal hockey and deliver who you think should be the Ken Bates villain of the week a man I was unaware of until Friday night Simone Simone Rondonini who is a if you followed this on this story via Instagram Twitter you will know him as that odd looking fella who was stood next to Sinistera on the pictures I think I said he looked like someone who would corner me at a work event and tried to talk to me about crypto. Yeah. It was Matt Egan said um, it looks like the bloke HR has to have a plan for when organising the summer party. <laughs> um, Why? I think it's just, just for work reasons. HR Safe, reasons. Safety. Safeguarding. <laughs> Safeguarding reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make sure he's all right. I don't know the man. Is, this, he, a, is this just a cheap shot? Mm, I don't know. Everything about him. It gives me a terrible, terrible vibe. <laughs> I, I was going to say, just look at his suit. That says everything you need to know. It's just a mess. Look at the collar. Sort of a What's gray, wrong with it's it? like a grey beige suit and he's wearing like a, a light blue shirt with no tie and it's open basically down to the tip. And his suit 
his shoes and his hair are all the same colour. And his shoes didn't have any laces in either, did they? Which was the other weird thing on the pictures. Um, well, were they slip-ons or they just shoes without laces? They were like... Uh, Has he not allowed them? Are they too complicated for him? Possibly, yeah. Just just got a general vibe of it. I can feel like I can. he's got far too much aftershave on. You can tell that much from the picture. People did rightly point out as well, he looks exactly like Mark Schwartz, but with a wig. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. Trying to place his face, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, I quite enjoyed someone said that it's Adam Bowes in the um, feedback said he looks like what would be spat out of one of those AI image creators if you told it to create typical sleazebag football agent Bellend. Some really good cheap shots in there, I have to say. We can definitely assign some cheap shortage to that. Tough, isn't it? So I know, I know maybe there's also some far more libelous stuff that's been read one of yeah. those comments that's oh, been, yeah. read it. That's been sent nope. in. I've left them there for our, our own amusement. Yeah, that, that one from Irish and Annoyed. Thank yeah. you for that, but that can can never ever see the light well, of day. Well, no, it will. It'll come out in the inquest one day. <laughs> one day, maybe or not. But who knows what it even? I mean, definitely what that was just a joke, wasn't it? Well, you don't know what it is, do you? <laughs> if you're just listening, we do. But um, his trousers are really tight as well. I was just aren't thinking they? that. Yeah, it's all wrong. What's that suit even made of? Has he got like a spandex trouser with a suit? Yeah, although there's a lot to be said for like jeans come with lycra in them now, don't they? There's a lot to be said for that. But they're, t- they're tight they're A bit jegginsy almost. Mm. A bit Jesse. Do, do you think he likes excessively tight trousers? Is that part of the thing? He likes them on himself and on others, mm-hmm. is what I'm going to say. Right, I think we've, we've skirted close enough to labelling the man now, so <laughs> that's fine. Do I get to pick then? Is that the, the new format? Yeah, yeah. Oh, super. Any other... Uh, and any I, other... and I think you should potentially look at sentencing Simone to death. Right. <laughs> Shall I get the cloth, the cloth on it? Yeah. An early, an early use for, of the cloth. I just think for the protection of the public. Let's um, just have a look at some of the other stuff that's coming then. Witness statements. I mean, uh, Bournemouth... Petty grievances, cheap shots. I yeah. mean, Bournemouth are kind of part of this, aren't they? House of Stokes nominated Bournemouth <laughs> and specifically Areola as well. Um, their badge, nickname and stadium make me think they're just an MLS team cosplaying in England. Mm-hmm. I have to confess, I quite like Bournemouth's badge. It almost looks like a shampoo hair advert type heading a ball thing, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's just quite unusual. Mm. Never minded that. It's got a bit of an Art Deco vibe to it somehow. It says everything you need to know about Bournemouth. I've never actually realised their badge and what it is. It's just always passed me by. Mm. So they're, they're thrown in it. But yeah, I don't know if this is a genuine grievous or, or, or cheap shot or, or what, but Barry Bannon. Yep. been nominated by a couple of people as well. Daniel says just it made him it really hit home that we're back in the champo. Yeah. And also how many fouls was Bannon let off with? There's a controversial shout from Dublin Leeds fan Stephen of Daniel Farker. What? Getting things wrong against Chef Wednesday. Um, hang on a second. Objection. Um, hold on. That's oh, a different sound nice. effect. Do you know what that is? That sounds like a mug to me. That's the sound of a pen hitting an unbelievable hard mug. I'll get it right in front of the uh, in front of the camera there. Beautiful. <sighs> Look at that. Unbelievable hard. Yeah. Fly, Daniel, Daniel flying out. Our, our fastest selling mug ever. Probably is there. Yeah. And we, I think the Willie Nonto one sold pretty quickly too and that ended well. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. your EMF cover is now in everyone's head as well. Mm. So if you want to get yourself, get your mouth around something unbelievable hard, Works for buy me. one of these mugs. Yeah. Available at the squareball.net. So yeah. Stevie Marsh who plays bass in EMF and he's a big Leeds fan. He actually got in touch with me and can you guess where they're touring next week? Germany. Germany. So he's saying he's, it's going to be impossible for him to keep a straight face while they're playing that song and a crowd of Germans sing that back in the voice of Daniel Farker. Oh, I'm glad they've got to know about it anyway. And I, I, Someone who did the promo stuff for them was tweeting about it as well. Not really. So nice. That was good. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, good mug. Made out of mug stuff, dishwasher safe. So we'll finish on a high after the sickening crimes of Simone <laughs> <laughs> Rondonini. 
I feel like from a legal standpoint, it might be safe, Dan, if you just be clear that Simone is uh, innocent. Yeah, I mean, what Michael's done is he's just used some humorous devices there just to uh, take some cheap shots at somebody, which are absolutely not true. None none of them are true. Nope. He's a good guy. Yeah. With nice hair and a nice suit. And an absolutely clean record. Correct. Good stuff, Michael. Going to make a ruling on this. I feel like it could be a a joint ruling in in a breakout move for the court, both Sinistera and Simone Rondonini for... Crimes against Leeds United could be both joint Ken Bates villain of the week. They are one and the same, aren't they? Mm. Mm. They come as a pair. Mm. And it's only a matter of time until Rondonini bats him to the human <laughs> centipede. <laughs> Let's move on to more positive matters now, I think, um, and avoid the danger that Michael is clearly... The danger that is... No! No! We want to award a Gitano Barardi Hero of the Week award. Quite quickly, because of the, the heat in this room is now becoming unbearable <laughs> in my robes. Thank you, Gillian. Hero of the Week. Formal commendation if you want to award one. And just a little doff of the cap for anybody. We, we see what you're doing. We see what you're doing. It's good. Who's stepping up to the hockey first and who would you like to uh, propose as the Gitano Barardi Hero of the Week? I would like to propose Jamie Shackleton. Our new left back, our new central midfielder, our new right winger. That's only, We're only a few games in. Our new Stuart Dallas. That's what he's being called, not by us. People oh. in the comments referring to him as uh, as the new Stuart Dallas. Yeah, just brilliant. Again, top scored against Sheffield Wednesday. That's two in a week. Twice in a week he's been our top player and just looks very competent in everything he does, which I think as a, as a Leeds United left-back is not an easy task. Especially when you're not a left-back. Well, exactly. So yeah, I, I just think um, he's someone that we probably all imagined would be going out, certainly if we'd stayed up. So he's, I guess he's the joy of relegation is Jamie Shackleton. Yeah. Because without relegation... You've got to, you've got to pull the positives without out Without relegation, yeah. he'd be at Stoke or somewhere. Yeah, he got good marks. Yeah, Mel- uh, Melier got good marks for the Sheffield Wednesday game. Farker's lowest of the season with just shy of six. So this is the average score given by our TSB Plus members who send them through in the wake of each game. Um, is the backlash started against Farker? Oh, massively, yeah. yeah. Get him out. <laughs> yeah, Don't get buy him, the mug. Get him out now while it's the international break. Yeah, and then go again. Player of the year, Ampadu currently leads the way then. So this is starting to just um, take shape now, isn't it? I feel like you've interrupted my testimony here, but you know. Sorry. sorry. Just sort of bringing some data to the court, that was all. Go on. No, he's good as Jamie Shack, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, do you want to step up to the hockey? Any, any objections to Michael's uh, pathetic testimony? No, I love Jamie Shack. I also partly love him because for a couple of versions of Football Manager, he was really, really good. And he was like mm. captain in my Leeds team to Champions League glory and things. But, virtual Shackleton virtual Shackleton but I would like to nominate what, what are we saying propose mm-hmm. uh, Pascal Strauch mainly because he just looks bloody good there's a photo of him on the blog which I just basically had to write about because he just looks so handsome mm-hmm. he's growing his hair out is he a man crush one of them I'd say but yeah he's wearing the captain's armband a few times this season as well which I think suits him especially after last season he did it against Cardiff and it was it all went to to shit and Jamie and Jesse Marsh praised him for being great before the game but he's been good quietly good I think Strout this season I think alongside Melier it's nice to see two players who have had a bit of a tough time just slowly get the confidence back and a clean sheet mm-hmm. could you believe it yeah and I think one of my concerns with last year's defence was how how scared they all looked and I think Pascal was part of that they all looked like they, they weren't enjoying it like they were trying to hide a little bit soft so this could be the start of a redemption arc for him as well. I will say it's less threatening when you've got what was he called Windass Smith that, that big useless lump there up front I said I said in the match ball actually at one point he seemed to bring down a high ball and do a turn and shot and it must have been accidental I've watched it back 
there's not a fucking chance he meant to do that. <laughs> he's, he's he's all over the place. He's, he seems if you'd seen Dennis Bergkamp do it, you'd have been like, wow, it's a really clever first touch. Is that the way he takes it? Complete accident. There's no way he meant to do it. Um, Nathan wants to give some sort of. Do we give a formal commendation to Jaden Anthony? I was at a of the cap at this stage because he's shown more desire and willingness to play for Leeds in, in a two-minute interview than any of the loan clause wankers did in an entire year. I mean, he might be lying. Yeah. There is that. What happened to him was basically what we did to Dan James last year, wasn't it? Where he was in the hotel for Bournemouth's game against Brentford and they were like, you're going to go live in Leeds for a year now, mate. I hope that's okay. Sight but- took it into his, uh, into his main course. Yeah, you're not getting dessert, Jaden. <laughs> Certainly not the cheese course. I did like the jumper he wore, though. That's basically all I know about Jaden Anthony right now. <laughs> he's got two first names and, he's, and a nice jumper. And a tickly looking beard. Doff of the cap, formal commendation. What are we going for? Doff of the cap, I suppose. He's not yeah. done anything yet, has he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very true. And Jed Spence as well uh, made quite a good impression in those those minutes that he got against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, looked good, didn't he? Mm. Very, very quick. Bit quite big, bigger than I expected. Yeah, he's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just put him in. Uh, we can punt aimless balls to the right wing now, can't we? Because he's a big lad. <laughs> well, that is the tactic, isn't it? When we do go long, we do go long towards Ailing. Oh, because so had a couple of headers. Deserved. Scored the one header, hasn't he? And then he missed that one, which he lost in the sun against Wednesday. Mm. But um, maybe Jed Spence being that little bit higher can lean forward a bit more actually on the Strouk thing a few people were tweeting us to say that he also is a pirate and he's big lacks a bit of the sex appeal of um, of, of Pascal I would say does Spence at this stage anyway maybe once we get to know him more but yeah his his dreads have got a slight I've got a slight pirate to the Caribbean vibe to him yeah so yeah. people people have pointed that out so there, there's you know there's a potential rivalry there do we need a team of pirates a defence of pirates at least because remember, like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank always had um, an air of a pirate because of the earring. Yes. I'm wondering who else has got pirate vibes. Like, could you like, Jamie... Hasselbank have a gold tooth, or have I imagined that? You've imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm thinking you got Jamie Jamie Shack. He'd be like the the cabin boy on the ship. <laughs> yeah, that fits. Because he's too wholesome to be a full blown pirate. He's just kind of the cheeky young man who just comes out, yeah. scuttling around, cleaning up for everyone. Anybody else? I don't think Cooper can manage it. Every, every pirate ship needs a grizzled. Bastard. Joe Roden's got a bit of that about him as well, covered in tattoos and everything. Yeah, all right, fine. Roden can do it. That's well, it. We're there. And Joe Roden, woman in every port. Is that the? Is that true? Uh, yes. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound with this one, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, just an idle thought about pirates. Um, other commendations for for Melier as well. Clean sheet. We're giving him a formal commendation for that. Tom's keen. I mean, did he make any saves? He made. No, he did. He made. Yeah. A good, he made. Yes, he did. But that was the thing about the Sheffield Wednesday game. With about 20 minutes to go, there was that creeping dread of, oh, I've seen this before, I know what we do. We concede a goal here, don't we, and somehow lose this game. But Melier made a, at least one good save, so on a one-on-one. Some doffs to the cap for Willie Nonto. Graham wants to doff his cap for playing his heart out regardless of what's happening off the field. I think it's too soon. Didn't even score. No. Useless. Yeah, it's only one out of his 27 so far. That you're uh, Before you can forgive He's him. He's fucking miles off. Right, as it stands. And Moscow, a couple of people mentioning him for his positivity or whatever. No, we're not. He's not here. I no. just wanted to put this on because um, Jerry manages to also slag him off a little bit at the same time by saying doesn't get the credit his <laughs> his often dour demeanour deserves. <laughs> Fair enough. Still not getting a doff of the cap. No, there's also a controversial suggestion from Brian that the board what should be given some credit here, um, which I suppose I can sort of see the point of. Uh, saying just for avoiding some drawn out legal pissing contest with Sinistera by just letting him go. It's hard to avoid the, the thought that they got us into it in the first place. Yeah, so. Brian Jacks does also mention Sinny played the game based on an awful contract Leeds United drafted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a different Leeds United. <laughs> they're, they're not getting a 
doff of the cap no, or a formal kind of so, so it's between Jamie Shack and the big sexy pirate. Well, it's really whether or not he's sexy enough to overpower a genuinely good performance from Shackleton. Shackleton it is, isn't it? Oh. Heartless. Decisive. Pascal will still be handsome next week. Yeah. That's true. And his hair will be longer. Yeah, and, and like I say, he's, he's just on the beginnings of another redemption arc, like so many of this squad, and will be one of the key pirates as our ship, not HMS Pistol League, but our ship sets sail for Karma Waters. He's also our top scorer right now, which I don't think was the plan. Is Who? Pascal Strauch. He's got two goals this season. Is that? Oh. Everyone else has got one. Oh. <laughs> this camera's a bit of a shock to me as well. Yeah. Well, well done, Pascal. Thank you for saving everything at the minute. I'm desperately trying to look for a picture of Jimmy Hasselbank with a gold tooth, but it might not have happened. No, I don't, I don't think it did. I think no. you've, just, you've just imagined it. He should get one. It's to him. Mm-hmm. A parrot on his shoulder as well. <laughs> Saw off one of his legs. Uh, the court is now d- dismissed. We'll reconvene next week to go through the full 13, 14 page document line by line <laughs> until the court's Maybe we'll just do it in dribs and drabs. Yeah. Maybe we'll just do it. Pick a few highlights. Right. I'm going to get my old uh, my black cloth, put that on my head, think about Sinistera and his agent. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.